Because You're Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. And it's Golden Globe season, baby. (laughs) Yes, the award season is upon us. It's finally happening. Matt's favorite time of the year. I know. We've been getting like little critic awards and stuff for the last couple weeks. And I've been trying to like tide myself over on those. (laughs) But the Golden Globe nominations came out this morning. And it's like with TV and movies, it's just so much like... I feel like after you're at a good birthday party, we've just eaten like so much good food and you just kind of like lay there and are full on glory. That's how I'm feeling at the moment. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is the funnest award show. I feel like people look forward to it the most, but it's also usually the most controversial. Like there's a precedent for some snubs and some tendencies to lean maybe more on a certain side. set of (laughs) I guess you know straight white male maybe um in how they hand out these awards but you know what it's exciting it's still a fun time everyone likes to watch it so well the thing that makes the golden globes somewhat infuriating sometimes but also (laughs) really interesting is that they're put together by the hollywood foreign press association which is a group of like 60 some journalists who are all foreign people but living (laughs) in the united states who cover movies Uh and they for whatever reason have gotten enough clout to host this show every year (laughs) and so they're putting together the list but there's so sometimes it's like if a movie or people like schmooze up to them enough they'll get nominations also they want celebrities to come to their show so they'll nominate people who are big stars over people who are in smaller things who might have done a good job so when you look at the nominees and the acting categories sometimes you'll see like wait, why is Jennifer Aniston nominated for The Morning Show? Like, hasn't that been getting (laughs) bad reviews? And it's like, well, yeah, but the Hollywood Foreign Press Uh, wants Jennifer Aniston at the party, so they're going to nominate her because she's not coming otherwise. Yeah. (laughs) Well, let's get into it. I was um, traveling today, so I haven't had a lot of time to break down the different um, nominees, so I'm excited to hear them and see uh, how I feel about them live and on Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Um, so let's start with film and then we can do TV later. And I guess let's just start with the big categories right off the bat. So best drama. The nominees are The Irishman, Marriage Story, 1917, Joker, and The Two Popes. Which what? this Wait. year. What's The Two Popes? <laughs> the Two Popes is a movie that's a Netflix movie that hasn't come out yet. It's what? Anthony Hopkins and um, who's the uh, who's the other actor who's in it? Um, Jonathan Price. And it's like, I guess, about the time where, you know how the last, like not the current Pope, but the Pope before it, like retired. Usually Popes die, but he right. retired. Oh, yeah. And so it's about some kind of like lunch or something that they had pre him retiring, where it's like he sort of knew that he was going and they sort of figured that the current pope would be the new pope so they were kind of like meeting and i guess they had some tensions and stuff and so i guess it's about that yeah but it's a drama i don't know i haven't seen it it's not out yet but it got a lot of love from the hollywood foreign press because it's gonna be popping up here a lot on this list and like three of those are um netflix films aren't they yeah yeah, Netflix wow. got a lot of nominees. Interesting. Marriage Story, which is Netflix, got six nominations. The Irishman got five, and Two Popes Ugh. got four. 
So that's a lot yeah. of nominations for Netflix. Okay, read them again now that I'm over my the two popes confusion. <laughs> okay. The Irishman, Marriage Story, 1917, which is the World War One movie that's not out yet, Joker, and The Two Popes. Oh, interesting. These are drama. So what's also crazy this year is usually it feels like there's a good spread where like some of yeah. the best picture contenders are in comedy and some of the best pictures are and drama and this year they're almost all in drama because the snubs that didn't make it in here are little women ford versus ferrari a beautiful day in the neighborhood bombshell like all of those are movies that could feasibly get nominated for a lot of oscars and didn't make this category because there's only five slots and they're not counted as comedies either no those are all count as dramas what a drag that's kind of like a dry list of best dramas i don't know but what i think that opens it up for is that the best comedy list at least in my opinion is really fun because it's a lot of things that normally wouldn't have got in because you would have had those like half comedy half drama Mm -hmm. things going on but this year it's jojo rabbit once upon a time in hollywood which is i feel like is are the two kind of things that could cross over Mm -hmm. and then knives out rocket man and dolomite is my name nice I like that list a lot more. <laughs> I think that list is closer to my personal top 10 than any of the dramas, really. That's interesting. So what are you gunning for? Like, what? Like, take the likelihood out of it. What would be your pick? Well, I hate Joker, so I really don't want that <laughs> to win at all. I And I haven't seen 1917 or The Two Popes. I really like Marriage true. Story, and I also mm-hmm. really liked The Irishman. The Irishman. Did you? Um, I seem to remember a different conversation we had about it. So, I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. It's long. And I saw it this weekend in, like, the farthest theater that you could possibly go to uh-huh. in Manhattan and still be in Manhattan. <laughs> and I saw it at 8 o'clock on a Friday, a time that you would think would be full, and there was, like, four of us in the movie theater. And it was also very long. But I thought it was a really, like, well-put-together movie. Uh-huh. I mean... It, you just watch okay. it and it feels expensive. Like all the sets are expensive. The acting's really good. The yeah, costumes and everything. If Cats has taught us anything, it's that a lot of money does not a good movie make. Yeah, but Cats does not look expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Cats no, also I mean... got one nomination in this whole thing. <laughs> so if that tells you anything about how bad it is, because think of all those famous people that they would want to show up to this show and none of them were nominated. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the Irishman, I'm going to be just, I didn't like it. That's just, who's surprised? Probably no one. No one. I can admire Scorsese, but I think this was just showboating on all accounts. And I didn't think it was interesting, engaging. Like, I think it was way too long. I think it's way overhyped. But honestly, it's also not my, I don't know, cup of tea. So I fully admit to that. But it was not. It was not my favorite Scorsese movie. Like, I liked Wolf of Wall Street a lot better. I liked The Departed a lot better. I think that if I had to pick a winner here, I would say that I'm rooting for Marriage Story. But 1917 also feels like a movie that I'm going to like a lot. So I'm geared up for possibly loving that. Oh my gosh, look at us. We're like on the same page. Wait, why do you you think you're going to like 1917? That feels like not a movie you'd like. Is there a woman in the whole thing? I don't think so. No, but I grew up on war movies. Like, my dad's really into history, so I feel like I've seen a lot. And I love movies that try to do something 
interesting. Like, and I think the whole idea of it being like one long shot basically sounds really, I'm very curious about it. And also Mm -hmm. it's just war stories are so emotional. So, I mean, it's violent, but it's also like real. So it's not like, you know, watching a Tarantino film. Speaking of watching a Tarantino film, (laughs) Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I frigging loved. So that is what I would be rooting for in Best Comedy. But honestly, all of those movies are movies that I liked in some way, shape, or form. So I wouldn't be upset with any of them, really. Maybe Knives Out, but whatever. I know, but what about Booksmart? Like, I'm I'm sick of, like, teen stories and female stories not being taken seriously by these dumb critics. It's like, Booksmart was a very good film. I know. And and it did get some nominations, which we will get yeah. to. But um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I also love Booksmart. So I'm b- sort of bummed that that's that that's in there. I feel like Booksmart could have taken Knives Out or Rocket Man's place and I would be 100 percent. I like Knives Out. I know you didn't, but I really enjoyed it. It's very talky. Like they talk through the whole they, they definitely tell don't show more than they should. But everyone was so interesting. And I thought the whole like class like issues it it talked about was so fun even my parents laughed at it so i thought it was really fun and i loved all the characters they're hysterical tony collette Mm -hmm. as like the gwyneth paltrow (laughs) stand-in is just so friggin funny (laughs) i'm just a huge whodunit agatha christie fan Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. the whodunitness of it felt a little lacking to me um which i won't get into like spoilers but (laughs) it just wasn't as you totally saw it coming. I mean, like <laughs> a little bit, but that's not even so much of it. It's just that, like, if it's a murder mystery, I want there to be, you know, like multiple murders. Like, it wasn't mm. as kind of dark as I wanted right. it to be, the mystery part of it. Yeah, I think from this list, I, I, don't, I don't know. I really do like, I love Jojo Rabbit. I love Knives Out. I really love Dolomite. So I'd be happy with either of those, but I feel like... Once Upon a Time might take it just because Hollywood loves Hollywood movies. I mean, as far as I can tell, I think the current front runners for best picture in general are Little Women, The Irishman, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So, and Marriage Story, I think, is also kind of thrown in there. So I don't see any real competition for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in this category. If it loses, I will be very surprised. I feel like this is sort of a cakewalk for it. All of its competition somehow got moved to best drama (laughs) yeah the only thing would be um it's just older than the other one so recency bias maybe yeah okay so let's get into actress yeah want to do that next okay so best actress drama we have renee zellweger for judy which was terrible (laughs) uh scarlett johansson in marriage story despite her problematicness she seems to be doing all right in these like nominations Mm -hmm. saoirse ronan in little women charlize theron in bombshell and cynthia arrivo in harriet oh interesting and the interesting thing there is I feel like the four front runners for Oscar are Renee Zellweger, Scarlett Johansson, Saoirse Ronan, and Charlize Theron. So really, again, they're all in the drama category. So that opened up Best Comedy Actress for a whole slew of like <laughs> random picks because yeah, this is the wildest picks. lineup. <laughs> we have Aquafina for The Farewell, which I think is probably the front runner. She's great. And then we have Beanie Feldstein for Booksmart. Cute. Awesome. 
Emma Thompson for Late Night, which like... Uh, <laughs> Anna DeArmas for Knives Out, which is like fine. But uh-huh. I feel like she's the least exciting thing about that movie. No, she was so good. Uh, she was mesmerizing. I was very excited to see... I'm very excited to see where she goes. Okay, fine. Sure, whatever. And then <laughs> the weirdest out of left field choice, Kate Blanchett for uh, Where'd You Go, Bernadette, a movie that <laughs> no one saw and even fewer people liked. How did yeah. this get nominated? Yeah, and where's J-Lo, man? Come on. She's coming. She's coming. Oh, because she's supporting, huh? She's supporting, forget. Shelby. I forget. Get it together. Constance she's Wu, the, the star. star <laughs> the Const- Constance Wu, star of Hustlers. Not Jennifer yeah, Lopez. Right. Constance you're Wu right. Constance was Wu somehow or another snubbed from this category. <laughs> I didn't look okay. on her Twitter today, though, to see if she had any. Wait. What is that? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it now. Yeah. I guess that. I mean, there had to be better, best performances in comedies than Kate Blanchett or Emma Thompson. The snubs that I and the list that I was looking for was like Constance Wu and Hustlers, Caitlin Deaver from Booksmart, like she co-lead, like they both could have got in there. And then Charlize Theron for Longshot were the three that people were mm. like, it should have been this person. Longshot would be a long shot, but it was a good movie. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think it's just like when you're looking around and there's not that many comedies this year. And also it's tricky with like best actor actress categories because it has to be like the main person. Like there's 10 people in every movie who could be best supporting, but there's really only like one or two who could be best actress. And like Jojo Rabbit doesn't have a lead. Who's a woman once upon a time in Hollywood doesn't have a lead. That's a woman rocket man, Dolomite. Like none of those (laughs) have female leads. So yeah, that's true. Kind of just trolling around here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm really excited for Little Women and curious about Bombshell. I mean, yeah, I guess these are both sort of interesting. Like the drama one, it seems like it could be a tight race depending on what people care about. And the comedy one is just (laughs) anyone's guess. Like. Well, right now, Renee Zellweger is supposedly the front runner in this category, like in Best Actress just in general, which is weird to me because one, she already has an Oscar. Two, she's in Judy, which is a bad movie. Like, yes, she's giving a good performance, but it feels sort of like last year when we were like, oh, Glenn Close for The Wife. The Wife's Mm -hmm. a bad movie, but Glenn Close needs an Oscar. But it's like Renee Zellweger already has an Oscar. So I don't (laughs) understand why she'd be the front runner. Hollywood movies and they love an easy like biopic where they're like wow great job you look just like her you know it's like Jackie I I think that we're like Hollywood is just waiting for or like voters are waiting for somebody else to present themselves as an alternative but it's like you have Scarlett Johansson who is semi-problematic so it's like do you really want to vote for her you have Charlize Theron who I think I don't know if she's I mean I'm assuming she's good in Bombshell but it's like also she's playing Megyn Kelly so I think that there's some kind of like to that and she also has an Oscar and then Saoirse Ronan is the other front runner. And that's the person who I keep thinking, why don't we give it to Saoirse Ronan? This is her fourth time winning or nominated. Yeah. If she's good in Little Women, like, Aww. let's give it to her. But I don't I don't know. There seems to be like not enough heat for that yet. Maybe it'll come. Yeah. And then the fifth slot, I feel like, is wide open. And it's like, will it be Cynthia Revo? Will it be Lapita Nyong'o? Will it be Kate Blanchett for Where'd You Go Bernadette? It's anybody's guess. Yeah, 
Yeah, where is Lupita? That is weird. She was so good. She's really the main slot. She has gotten a ton of critics' prizes, though. Yeah. So, like, everybody, I think, who's a critic is like, we got to get Lupita into this mix. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if she ends up beating out Cynthia Revo for the last spot. Because I haven't heard anyone say anything about Harry. Wait, what do you mean? Oh, you mean with... You mean with the just Oscars? For with Oscar, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the Golden Globes, man. That's just... That's erasure. Us was so... I wish Us had come out... M- later in the year i feel like people forgot it was 2019 <laughs> i'm pissed that us didn't get in the score category for this which will i mean we can just talk about that really quick right now yes. but score is little women joker marriage story 1917 and motherless brooklyn which like <laughs> i feel like there were such good scores this year and none of those are the ones i remember i'm like where's ad astra that was a yeah. good score Love a space movie score. Where's yeah. Ad Astra in general? That was a treasure <laughs> that like people have not accepted enough. Oh, I don't yeah, remember sure. Marriage Story's score. Is it good? You just watched it. I Do just you remember it at all? It. I, it was no, I don't. I mean, I guess the ending was nice, but it's hard with those. I don't know. It wasn't memorable. I'll say that much. I feel like movies like even Midsummer had more, yeah, interesting scores. Hmm. So Joker. I re- Joker score uh, is memorable. Joker. I remember that. So like, okay, fine. And then Little Women in 1917, I haven't seen. I also haven't seen Motherless Brooklyn. That could yeah. have a great score. Who knows? Yeah, but. but Us did have a good score. Us has the most memorable score, I feel like, yes. of the year. It was so good. That should win the category, like, just hands down. Ugh, Golden Globes. Always a hot mess. Uh, okay, moving on to actor. Best yeah. drama actor. We have Joaquin Phoenix in Joker. Adam Driver in Marriage Story, Antonio Banderas in the Spanish film Pain and Glory, Jonathan Price in The Two Popes, and Christian Bale in Ford versus Ferrari. Interesting. And again, like this category stacked. Robert De Niro did not get in for The Irishman, which I was surprised by. And then also Adam Sandler didn't get in for Uncut Gems, which is another Mm. movie that people are talking about. Um, so this category, I feel like is pretty packed with people. I don't know. Yeah. But I haven't seen some of these movies I know, yet. It's so. hard. Who it's got tricky. the comedy? Comedy is wide open. So again, we're getting some <laughs> random choices here a little bit. We have Eddie Murphy for Dolomite is my name. Taron Edgerton for Rocket Man. Leonardo mm. DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Daniel Craig for Knives Out. And Roman Griffin Davis for Jojo Rabbit. He's the little boy. Aw, that's cute. I'm glad he got a nomination. He was very good. And people don't always so like good. kid actors. But that's cute. I am hoping Eddie Murphy is so freaking good in Dolomite is my name. And I feel like he's not really a front runner at the moment, but I think that he's a front runner in this comedy category. So I think if he can win this, then that will be like a good step towards him getting an Oscar nomination. Cause he's my favorite in both of these categories. Like I want him to win the Oscar. He's so good in that movie. He is very good. And he, he, it's a very good film, but I don't know if the Golden Globes is where it'll be for him. I just feel like, I don't know if they're, <laughs> I mean, I don't know historically who they voted for, but I feel like they'd go for these like bigger, I don't, well, I guess he's against a kid too. So that's, and who liked Rocket Man that much? 
I think his only real competition is Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a yeah. Time in Hollywood, which like is competition, but Leo has won three Golden Globes already. And yeah. I feel like he ju- he won for The Revenant, and this is sort of like his, like, give him a nomination, but we don't need to let him <laughs> win again, like, year right now, you know? Yeah. yeah. I feel like he, in this year, is like Emma Stone was last year in the favorite where it's like was she fantastic yes she was amazing but she had just won for la la land and so no one was really considering voting for her because she just won they're like okay like there's other good people in this category like we'll nominate her for everything but she's not gonna win anything <laughs> wait so were the irishman like snubbed in this department in this category or is there yeah robert de niro was snubbed the others are running and supporting Everyone was like, oh, great acting. Well, not according to the Golden Globes, so. Well, Golden Globes was like, hey, the two popes. That's where it's yeah. at. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh, that'll be interesting. I mean, I'm more interested in the comedy side of the actors, I guess, because most of those dramas, I'm just like, no thanks. Well, it feels like most years, the like lead kind of nominees are split up between the two categories. So you have a couple weird choices in drama and yeah. a couple weird choices in comedy, where this year it feels like drama is stacked. So all of those are the front runners. And then comedy is just all weird choices. Right. <laughs> it's like all random people who got no business being in the Oscar race, but they're there anyways. Um, it was hard even like trying to figure out who the snubs for best comedy were because it's like, who like it's like the guy from yesterday didn't get nominated it's like, well did we ever think he was gonna get nominated <laughs> yeah it could have gone to seth rogan and oh well he's supporting actor so never mind yeah and it's okay so moving on to supporting actor supporting is weird because they mix everybody there's not comedy oh, or drama so right. supporting is like a true a closer look at okay who actually are the front runners so best supporting actor we have brad pitt in once upon a time in hollywood al pacino and joe pesci from the irishman anthony hopkins from the two popes (laughs) and tom hanks from a beautiful day in the neighborhood Mm, that's tough that's tough because you have i mean three well i guess anthony hopkins too four people playing real people i think they're all playing real people except for brad pitt Oh yeah, because yeah, the yeah. Irishman people are real people. Yes, yeah, yeah, and it's like, oh look, it's the young. <laughs> they look so young, but they walk like old people. It's such a good film, isn't it? Oh, I, just I think they've all won that. before. <laughs> I mean, maybe not Brad Pitt, but they've all won Oscars except for Brad Pitt. I don't know about the yeah. other thing. I lo- freaking loved Tom Hanks in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Oh, I really? saw that this weekend, and it was amazing. It was such a good movie, and Tom Hanks is doing such a good job as mr rogers like he has the mannerisms and the voice down and he does the voices that the puppets do and he also does you know just regular mr rogers like it is was uncanny watching it i know and tom hanks is also winning the big like honorary award that they give out every year so so he'll be taking home that already well that i feel like it's either him or brad pitt honestly but I didn't like the Irishman, so maybe I'm just totally off. <laughs> I think it'd be hard for one of the people from the Irishman to win because I think they're going to split the votes. Yeah. I think that this is Brad Pitt's to lose. I feel like it has been ordained somehow or another that he <laughs> is the the one to win. So just that shirtless scene alone. That this is his year. 
Yeah. I mean, he was good in that movie, I thought, but No, yeah. he was. He was. Well, what about the actresses? Supporting actress, we have Laura Dern in A Marriage Story, good. Jennifer Lopez in Hustlers, yes. Margot Robbie in Bombshell, okay. and then here we get the weird ones, Annette Benning in The Report, and I Kathy Bates in Richard Jewell, which is the new um, Clint Eastwood movie. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, well, I just watched The Report, and you know what? I was like, wow. And opinion's looking, she's doing pretty good. But I don't think she holds a candle to either Laura Dern or Jennifer Lopez. I would yeah, I think love those are the two Jennifer runners. Lopez to win. I don't know. I don't know if she will, but I would love it. I really like Laura Dern in Marriage Story, but she's really like she she has like a couple good scenes, but she's not in it nearly as much as Jennifer Lopez is like carrying hustlers on her back because mm-hmm. the Lord knows Constance Wu is not doing anything <laughs> for that movie. And she's oh, just no. so good in it. Like I would be very happy for Jennifer Lopez win. That would be so amazing. I feel like this category, though, there was lots of snubs because Florence Pugh didn't get in for Little Women, which is supposedly a thing Mm -hmm. scarlett johansson did not get in for jojo rabbit which i thought she was very good in the mom didn't or the grandma didn't get in for the fate the farewell which people are talking about and also my personal favorite dame maggie smith did not get in for downton abbey the movie (laughs) oh wow snub of all snubs that's tough you're right who can we write a letter to that is just wild i figured you would have mentioned tony collette at least or yeah. Yes. Well, I got ex- Tony Collette was nominated for TV, so you know I was oh, okay. I satiated see. a little bit. Yeah. For that. But yes, she also should have been nominated. She is the best part of Knives Out and should be. Uh, yeah. All of the nominations <laughs> for that movie should go directly to her. Well, that's the fun list, I guess. Those are some cool people who will be in the audience. Yeah, lots of famous people. Um, you know who will not be in the audience though are female directors because uh, I know there I were five directors <laughs> who got nominated. They are Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Sam Mendes for 1917, Bong Joon Ho for Parasite, and the weird one Todd Phillips <laughs> for Joker. Which like, no, thank you, sir. Oh, so aggravating. And the like whoever is in charge of the Hollywood foreign press or whatever is like, Oh, we don't judge based on gender. We judge based off movie. It's like, we'll watch better movies then. Cause there have been so many good female directed films this year that that's not even a valid excuse at this point. You know, I think it's sort of tricky because as the year goes with all of these categories, you see someone in a movie. And I, I think like, collectively as like critics and Twitter and Academy, you sort of find like locks as you go where you're like, okay, Brad Pitt lock for once upon a time in Hollywood. Like you just see performances and you're like, this person's 100% getting nominated. And I think that they've done that with the best director spot this year, where it's like once upon a time in Hollywood comes out and they're like, this is like a masterpiece of filmmaking. You know, we had to come up with all of these old sets. It's like, okay, he's locked for directing and then parasite comes out and you're like okay well it's parasite and that's amazing and he put all of this together like mm-hmm. that's a lock for directing they had to like build this house specifically to shoot in like it's crazy <laughs> and then the irishman comes out and you're like okay he's de-aging all of these people like all of this stuff that has and nothing so I to think, do with directing well yeah but i mean again it's like he's setting it's set in all of these real locations. He's got these actors. Like, it's a very... There's a lot of stuff going into all three of those movies. Uh-huh. And I think people, when they were kind of 
talking about it, we're like, okay, well, those are three locks. And then there's two other spots that are up for grabs, you know? So there's lots of other people that we can get. And one of those three people is, um, you know, is not a white man. It's an Asian man. So like mm-hmm. diversity points Congrats. there, like we're doing great. <laughs> but then out of nowhere, 1917 comes out and it's like, shoot, it's this epic war movie that's all shot as if it was one take. Like, well, that yeah. almost feels like, well, now that's a spot. So then there's four and now you only have one open slot and it's like, Ugh. thank so, you for explaining the inner workings of a, of the male mind and <laughs> how they decided to edge out. I mean, I mean, there's just been like honey boy, everyone loved little women. I feel like was an easy choice because Greta Gerwig is already acclaimed. Um, hustlers are book smart. If you wanted to be edgy, I've heard great things about Portrait of a Lady on Fire, uh, Little Woods, which is now on Hulu, I think. I just, it's the just. The Farewell. Yeah. And it's like this same thing happened last year and they took heat for it. So it's like, just learn from your mistakes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand why Joker is in there. I mean, I, I haven't know. seen Little Women, but from everything that I've heard <laughs> and everything I've seen, it looks amazing. So I don't understand why they didn't nominate that instead but i also don't really know what the process is exactly you know it's like it's like with oscars it's easy to say like okay well let's get women in there and like yes there should be more women who are nominated but it's not like there's a group of people who are coming up with the five nominees and they're like okay we should put some diversity in here it's like (laughs) a hundred different people are all voting separately and so then it's like everyone votes for a different one or everyone thinks they're voting for something else so it's or no but i don't know no one's watching these young right female directors or everyone's just like oh scorsese of course he deserves a nomination but someone else might have tried something a little more interesting that deserves a little more recognition I think that best director, especially in recent years, really is about scope where they're Uh voting on like who is doing the biggest, hardest thing. And that's who is nominated in or wins in a lot of situations. Mm -hmm. And just for whatever reason, the I mean, I think probably a lot of it has to do with like the budgets that studios give them. Women get these smaller movies that aren't as flashy. And so therefore, they're not rewarded as much. So I think a lot of that has to do with like the studios and who is giving them money to make things where Netflix is giving Martin Scorsese basically unlimited (laughs) cash to make The Irishman. And then you have um, Lorraine Scafaria making Hustlers and it's like well she's not given as yeah. much so it's not going to be as flashy because she's you know just you know putting somebody on a pole dance she doesn't have <laughs> 10 pounds of explosives and right. de-aging techniques and all kinds of stuff yeah and no I it's a systemic issue that has a lot going into it but it's just unfortunate that it's like Because going into, like, the end of this year, I was like, wow, like, there's been a lot, like, a lot of good, interesting, diverse choices. And then it's just not really well represented in this little Mm -hmm. blip of an awards. But, (sighs) alas. Tricky, tricky. Okay. (laughs) Best animated feature. We kind of, like, hinted or teased at talking about this in our last episode. The nominees are Toy Story 4, Frozen 2. How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, Missing Link, and then, despite Lion King saying that it's not an animated feature, got nominated for animated feature. The Hollywood (laughs) Foreign Press was like, tough luck. It's all animated. 
that's where we're putting it. Yeah. Oh, man. Man, that is... Uh, I mean, it's interesting because I feel like Disney doesn't always have two films against each other, but I feel like Three. it could cancel each other out. Well, yeah. Lion King is just a semi-animated, a pseudo-animated. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that is weird. I wonder how it'll work because I've heard theories that Frozen 2 and Toy Story 4 votes will just cancel each other out, allowing like How to Train Your Dragon, which I hear is actually very good to finally get its win for the series i saw how to train your dragon and it is very beautiful like one of the most beautiful animated films i've seen in some time i don't think the story is quite as strong but Mm -hmm. but it's good i don't know it's interesting because i feel like in the last couple of years we've had so many fantastic contenders like last year you had incredibles 2 you had star um spider-man into the spider-verse what what were the i'm trying to think what the other nominees were i can't remember off the top of my head but like things that were oh uh, isle of dogs like things that are more beautiful and interesting and this year yeah it's like a bunch of sequels that sort of feel like "Eh," and we couldn't find anything better so because even toy story 4 it's like it's good but it's not like mind-boggling Wait, so I haven't seen the... Missing Link. Yeah, what is Do you know that? what that is? No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's always one that I'm just like, what is that? But that'd be great Maybe if that's it just the one about a Yeti. It. I feel like there's one that's about a Yeti. Maybe it's not. That, that one? one? No, that can't be the one that's nominated. That looks so bad. While we're while I'm looking this up, um, best foreign language films, which the rules for this are a little bit different <laughs> than in the Oscars because in the Oscars it has to be a movie that comes out from that it's made by a foreign country and is also in a foreign language where this it just has to be in a foreign language so the farewell is nominated in this but it mm. will not be eligible for the Oscars so it's the farewell Les Miserables which is a French movie Pain and Glory which is the Antonio Banderas movie Parasite and then mm. Portrait of a Lady on Fire which I really want to see that yeah I hear it's good I mean, I want Parasite to win literally everything this season. So I, I, th- that's a good slew of foreign language films. But Parasite is just above and beyond just a great film. Okay, here we go. The Missing Link. Oh. <laughs> Tired of living a solitary life in the Pacific Northwest, Mr. Link, who is eight feet tall and covered oh, in fur, recruits yes. fearless explorer Sir Lionel Frost to guide him on a journey to find his long-lost relatives in the yes. fabled village of Shangri-La. It's claymation, right? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Possibly. I remember seeing trailers for that. I heard people actually liked it. Somebody liked it. Got nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, a Golden Globe. <laughs> Yeah, can I ask who would you vote for animated feature? Because you don't really—I I mean, I don't even really like any of those a ton. I think I mean Toy Story Four. I think is probably my favorite movie of them. Mm-hmm. The How to Train Your Dragon, the animation is really good. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'd vote for that. Although Toy Story Four, I remember thinking that the animation is also it's really stunning, good. So, yeah. so yeah, I don't know. It feels weird to like give it to Toy Story 4, which isn't as good as the previous ones. But I think if you're comparing Toy Story 4 to like Frozen and The Lion King, <laughs> it's like, okay, well, yeah, give it to that. Yeah. I honestly wouldn't be shocked if The Lion King took it, though. Just because people are dumb and I have no faith in humanity. <laughs> I mean, the technical side of that is crazy. Yeah. It did look very good. 
I guess if you wanted to see realistic poop just rolling across the desert, then yeah, they nailed it. It was great. Very powerful stuff. Who doesn't want to see that? Who does <laughs> like tell me one person who doesn't want yeah. to see realistic poop rolling across the desert. Powerful. Um speaking of that, best song nominees we have <laughs> This is truly like a, how many famous people can we get in this room? Beautiful Ghosts by Taylor Swift mm-hmm. in Cats. Mm-hmm. I'm Gonna Love Me Again, which is a song I don't remember being in Rocket yeah, Man, but apparently it's by, <laughs> I want to say John Legend. It's Elton not Elton John. John. There we go. Mm-hmm. Into the Unknown, the Frozen 2 song, Classic. Spirit by the great Beyonce from The mm. Lion King, and a song called Stand Up from Harriet, which I'm assuming is sung by Cynthia Erivo because she's in that movie and she has a great voice, but oh. I could be wrong. Yeah, that's interesting. I haven't heard that one. Did you see, did you see, um, I haven't. Harriet? It's on my list. I'm determined to see it because I watched freaking so many like white historical biopics that i'm like i can go see harriet even if it's a mediocre film you know that's good of you yeah (laughs) it's one of those movies like motherless brooklyn that's sort of like hovering on my list right now of like (laughs) i i hope this doesn't get nominated for anything so i don't have to go see it (laughs) i i'm guessing you're rooting for spirit but what do you think will win that is tricky because i think i mean i love spirit as a song i i Love Beyonce, but I honestly have listened to that song like numerous times (laughs) this year. Like Beyonce showed up on my Spotify uh, top whatever this year. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of that has to do because I've listened to Spirit so many times. So I really like that song. I think that probably Frozen 2 is going to win. Really? The people who wrote that have won like three times in the last Mm -hmm. couple of years. They won for Let It Go. They wrote the music to Coco, which won. I don't know. I feel like the people think that the Beyonce and Taylor Swift and Ellen, sometimes it's like these big stars come in and think they're going to get an easy Oscar by just doing a song. And so they kind of go against (laughs) that. But Beyonce's been nominated before for stuff in Dreamgirls. So it's like, I don't know. I think she's good. And I think that that song is good. And I honestly feel like that giving her an Oscar is like, the least that we can do after snubbing her out of so many other stupid but things. Do but do you think Taylor Swift, do you think she has any chances? Chances? <laughs> yeah. She has a chance to win? I do any not chances? think she has a chance in hell. <laughs> I can't wait for her to win and you to just implode. Oh my gosh. I'm I, I, for that. I can't. I mean, but let's be real. If she beats Beyonce, like that, we've seen that happen before and was it deserved? <laughs> Not really. Well, I'll just have to pray that Kanye West is there to write history. In his silver body paint. Oh, yeah. That was, <laughs> that was something else. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, TV. TV is wild. TV's always crazy. We can go through this probably a little bit quicker. <laughs> yeah. But best drama, we have The Crown. Makes sense. Succession. Makes sense. Killing Eve. Sort of makes sense. The Morning Show, what? <laughs> so and bad. Big Little Lies Season 2, also what? How did those get nominated? <sighs> Have you watched The Morning Show? No, but I've heard it's terrible. <laughs> it's pretty bad. But my parents love it, so. And then things that got snubbed, Game of Thrones, which is sort of <laughs> shocking. I mean, yes, that I mean, season that was bad, was but like. snubbed at the Emmys, though. 
But it got nominated for a bunch of things. Right. Like this, it didn't even get yeah. nominated for Best Drama Series. They nominated, I mean, for as bad as the Game of Thrones final season was, it was better than Big Little Lies, the recent <laughs> season. Like, no, I don't know if I can agree with that. Also not nominated Pose, Watchmen, which is supposedly amazing, Euphoria, Stranger Things, This Is Us. All of those were snubbed for The Morning yeah. Show and Big Little Lies. <laughs> I guess let's just stick with drama while we're talking about all of these uh, yeah. same shows and people. So best drama actor, we have Billy Porter from Pose, who just won the Ooh. Emmy, mm-hmm. Brian Cox from Succession, Tobias Menzies from The Crown. Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones, which like what? Oh, it's the only nomination Game of Thrones got, and like why he's not good. And then Rami Malek for Mr. Robot, which is also mm. so strange. How did Man, he get in here? Poor Danny, she's just constantly being shafted on that show. You know, it's just like so rude. Of she all was... the people to nominate, Kit Harrington is like yeah. such a bizarre choice. But it sort of has to do with the fact that for lead actor and actress, you can be oh. nominated in a drama, comedy. Or limited series. Best supporting, all three of those get lumped in one. So you have five nominees for every show, everybody (laughs) who is like a supporting cast. And again, every show has a lot more supporting cast members than they have main cast members. So it's like if you're a main cast member, you have a much easier time winning than if you're supporting. Mm. I see. Okay, and then Best Drama Actress, we have Olivia Coleman for The Crown, Jodie Comer for Killing Eve, who just won the Emmy, Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon from The Morning <laughs> Show, and Nicole Kidman from Big Little Lies. You know, it seems like they should have had to pick one of those actresses. You know, I don't know. It's They're fine. They're fine. Is Steve Carell not in that show very much? No, not yet, really. He sort of flitters in and out as a sad, mopey little Matt Lauer type. So he, because I thought it was sort of like in the advertising, it was about the three of them, but I guess it's mostly about Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon, and he's like not really in it that much. Right. Like, I think he's, he's sort of the foil, you know, so he's there. He's Mm -hmm. an omnipresent. But yeah, I feel like, I feel like Jodie Comer is on her way to just nab this one too. I don't know, because Jodie Comer is the least famous of those people. I, uh, I could see Olivia Coleman winning for The Crown, honestly. Well, she's cute, so I'll allow it. I haven't watched this season yet, but that show is really good, and it got a lot of nominations. Yeah. And I could see it winning, especially because The Crown has that nice thing where they switch the cast every two years. Right. So you feel like you're rewarding different people, even though you're rewarding the same show. <laughs> That's fair. Are the comedies any better, or...? Comedy makes a little bit more sense. So comedy series, we have Fleabag, which just won. Okay. Marvelous is Mrs. Maisel, which shows up for everything. Barry, which is also good. And then the weirdest of weird picks, the Kaminsky Method, Back from the (laughs) Dead. Who is watching that? And The Politician, which I have watched every episode of. This is the Ben Platt, Ryan Murphy Uh show. And it is terrible. And... Like, not good, not necessarily even a funny comedy, so poorly put together, just bonkers plot, bad writing, not great acting, so strange, and somehow it's nominated for Best Comedy Series over Russian Doll, over Schitt's Creek, over Becoming a God in Central Florida, over Veep, it's like over The Good Place, over Dead to Me, like, there's so many better shows that it's got this spot over. It's wild to me that it's there. Yeah, where is Shit's Creek? I everyone needs to respect that show. It's high art and I love it and it'll last it'll stand the test of time, okay? 
It did not get a single nomination, which I think is surprising. <sighs> so sad. But Best Comedy Actor, where Eugene Levy was nominated at the Emmys, we have Bill Hader for Barry, which makes sense. And then the weirdest lineup, Ben Platt <laughs> for The Politician. What? Michael Douglas for The Kaminsky Method. Uh-huh. Paul Rudd for some show called <laughs> Living With Yourself, which I've never even heard the of. Netflix one where he... He's supposed to die to become a better version of himself, but he stays alive. And so there's two of him running around. Well, is it good? <laughs> I never watched it. No one liked it. <sighs> and then Rami Youssef for Rami, which I've heard is good, but it's like such a small show and he's not famous. So I don't understand how he got in here. So strange. Like that show didn't get any nominations at the <laughs> Emmys, I don't think. Yeah. And then for comedy actress, we have Phoebe Waller-Bridge for Fleabag. Yay. Rachel Brosnahan for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Whatever. Natasha (laughs) Lyonne for Russian Doll. Yay. Christina Applegate for Dead to Me, which she was nominated for the Emmys and, you know, whatever. And then Kirsten Dunst for On Becoming a God in Central Florida, which I have not seen, but I love Kirsten Dunst. So I'm excited for this nomination. And you love Florida, so it seems like. And I love Florida. Right up your alley. What's not to love? (laughs) I'm surprised that Julie Louis Dreyfus was not nominated for Veep. That's the big snub for me here. Oh right, yeah. Was there like a weird like cutoff? Maybe was that no. this year? Yeah, because because Golden Globes go into calendar year, so it's everything oh. that came out since last January can be nominated for Golden Globes. Mm. So it's always a little bit wonky because there's some new stuff that didn't get nominated for Emmys or wasn't eligible Mm -hmm. and then also there's some stuff from this year's Emmys that doesn't count because it came out last year like Sharp Objects doesn't qualify for this year that wasn't last year's Emmys I see speaking of Sharp Objects limited series we have Chernobyl and Fosse Verdon which like makes sense and Unbelievable which just came out and which I think you really loved yeah but then weird choices. We have the loudest voice, which is like the Russell Crowe Fox News drama that I heard nothing what? about. And Catch 22, which was that George Clooney show from like 10 years ago that didn't get a single Emmy nomination, uh, despite the fact that it was eligible. So Catch some, but 22? that gets a ton. Yes, it got a ton of nominations here. I've never heard of that. George Clooney? Yes. And the wildest thing is that When They See Us did not get a single nomination, despite being eligible. I know. It was so good. And it was nominated a bunch in the Emmys and won for uh, Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. Best Lead Actor. Best Lead Actor. Oh, man. That was such a good one. That's so disappointing. But I guess not surprising, given the grade. Half the nominations were people from that cast. Like, yeah. everybody from everybody who was in that for five seconds was nominated <laughs> yeah. at the enemies, and they didn't get a single yeah. nomination. Yeah, I mean, this is a pretty white lineup for the <laughs> for the subject matter, well, I guess. Best actor, we have Jared Harris for Chernobyl, which, like, okay. Sam Rockwell mm. for Fosse Verdon, which, okay. Then Russell Crowe for This Loudest Voice, which I don't know what that is. Sasha Baron Cohen for The Spy, which I've not. I, 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 have, I have no oh, idea what this is. That popped up on my Netflix, but I don't know anything about it. And then Christopher Abbott for Catch-22, again, which nobody <laughs> saw. Well, good for them. I don't have a single horse in that race. But then in Best Actress, we had a lot uh, more good choices because Michelle Williams for Fosse Burden, Merritt Weaver for Unbelievable, Caitlin Deaver for Unbelievable, Joey King for The Act, and then Helen Mirren for Catherine the Great, which I, what? But 
And so, so I guess they're counting Caitlin Deaver's character as the lead actress then, because I feel yeah, like Tony Collette Mara was Weaver. way better. Well, Tony Collette is also nominated. She's in Best Supporting Actress. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. And, That's weird. And but... Best Supporting is out of any category. So oh, in that, okay. you have Meryl Streep, Big Little Lies, which is a drama. Helena Bonham Carter, Big Little... Or The Crown, which is a drama. And then Patricia Arquette, Emily Watson, and Tony Collette, um, who are all in the... Who are all from like the mini series where Patricia Arquette right. was in the act, Emily Watson's in Chernobyl, and Tony Collette's in Unbelievable. Wait, so, so why didn't they put Tony Collette in the best performance by an actress in a limited series? I don't. Does she have less screen time than the other two? I'm. I guess maybe. I don't know. I. It felt like a trio event, but whatever. That's just too bad because I think she could have taken that easier than maybe this. I think this is going to go to Meryl Streep. I, I just can't see them not she giving it to her. Fine. I mean, even though it was fine. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen Helena Bonham Carter in The Crown, but I feel like that could possibly go there if she's doing a good job and she's doing something different from her normal like weirdness. Right. Yeah. I need to watch that still. <sighs> and then last but not least, best supporting actor. We have Hot Priest from Fleabag, yes. Stellan Skarsgård from Chernobyl, Kieran Culkin from Succession, that's Roman, Henry Winkler from Barry, and Alan Arkin from The Kaminsky Method. So four good nominees and then Alan <laughs> Who do you think will take it? I don't know. Uh, that It's a tough category because I feel like if people really love Fleabag, it could go to Andrew Scott just because like he is good in that and Mm -hmm. that show appears to have like unending power to win things i think that kieran culkin should win for success (laughs) that's who i think should win yeah i love henry winkler but what do i know (laughs) so i mean that's everything one thing that i uh, like kind of an overall thought that I had is that we are this far into award season. We have like, I don't know, a month and a half left before the Oscars happen. And I think that we are at this point fairly clear of a, of big problematic movies that we're going to have to deal with throughout all award season. Like the last couple of years, it felt like we've had multiple of these stupid things that just keep getting pushed through despite having a lot of weird issues. Mm -hmm. And sure, you could not like the Irishman or not like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Mm -hmm. but we don't have a... Like a three billboard The Green Book. We don't have a Bohemian Rhapsody situation. Like, we, I don't think we have somebody who's like a sexual harasser who's like (laughs) up for best actor, you know? Like, yeah. It feels, it feels good and like fairly wholesome. Joker probably fills that hole for me. And like, uh, I can't believe this is getting that far. But, but I see your point. It's not as bad as it has been. And Joker, like, I don't think is a good movie. And I think it is problematic in some ways, but not as in, like, an overt way. It's not like Joaquin Phoenix was, like, (laughs) abused his girlfriend or that, you know, it turns out that they whitewashed the story and the Joker was actually a black man originally (laughs) or, you know, something like that. Yeah. No, I mean, it's been a good year for movies, I feel. Like, I in doing our best of decade list, like, I was looking through old, like, Oscar contenders, Golden Globe winners, and there were some real duds of a year in the last decade, but this year has felt very, like, 
strong. I've been invigorated. I'm excited going into these awards. So, I mean, even something like A Star is Born last year, which kept <laughs> getting pushed through things and was like, oh, gosh, is this really? Yeah. I mean, most for the most part this year, I think most of the things aside from Joker, I at least like if I don't yeah. really like. And can I just say that I read a lot of best of decade lists and A Star is Born never made them. Three Billboards never made it. Green Book never made it. So let's just like appreciate that we have superior taste to everyone else on the planet because we saw that coming from a mile away. So yeah, we knew those were trash before everyone else. (laughs) That was such a terrible. Yeah, it's so true, though. Like, I have not seen that anywhere. You know where I saw what I saw friggin everywhere is Whiplash. Everybody had Whiplash on their list. (laughs) And it's like, where was the support for this when this was nominated? Like, why weren't people voting for Whiplash? (laughs) That's why people need to listen to us because we like get it, you know? You know what else was not on there? Birdman. Mm. Not not to be found. Did not see that anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Arrival made a few lists, even though people didn't give it critical love. Mm-hmm. I mean, award Lady love, Bird, so. friggin' everywhere. Yeah, I saw the Florida Project on some lists. Like, yeah, man, we just really are just <laughs> ahead of. We the have curve. our fingers on the pulse. Is yeah, what we have. <laughs> yeah, we're not Inception. Thinking, yeah, such it's a good movie. Decades ahead of uh, we're just decades ahead of everyone else. Just short Yeah, we're ready for 2030 right yeah. now. Like, these takes are <laughs> coming for your 2030. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, well, this has been a long episode, and we have talked a lot about these movies. We'll be talking about them a lot more because we'll have Golden Globe, the actual Globes. We'll have mm-hmm. Oscar nominations. We'll have our best of the decade or best of the year rankings coming out in the new year. We have still have Star Wars coming out. We got to see Little Women. We got to see Cats, which was not nominated for a thing because it's <laughs> going to be bad. So yeah. much. Follow us on social media to keep up with all of this. Yes, we're at PS You're Wrong on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. And you can always shoot us an email at PSYou'reWrong at gmail.com. And of course, we'd love to hear what you think of the show by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Just scroll all the way down, leave us five stars, and let us know what you think. Yeah, we'll read them all on the air on our Pop Culture Roundup episode. And also it helps more people find the podcast. So if you like us and you want more people to know about us, leave us a review. (laughs) Okay, we'll be back next week to talk about Jumanji, the new Jumanji movie, I think. Yes, (laughs) I'm excited for it. Oh, I keep seeing the trailer and I'm like, remember when I hated, pretended that I hated this, but I hadn't seen it. And then I saw it and I was like, "Mm, this was good. Well, I'm ready for that to happen for the second one. I told you to see it. Cause I, Whatever, shut up. Because I told you to see it, so. <laughs> Shelby, no. <laughs> yes, yeah. facts. Why but... do you lord these things over me? <laughs> You're the worst. Okay. Well, have a good week. I'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.